They're a little bit loose, a little bit unstrung, and they've probably had a few beers beforehand. Please welcome Matt Crummins and Tom Fancy Pants Puck with yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Adventure. So, so no noise on a podcast. That should be an interesting hours, 45 minutes worth of listening to our... Well, you've got noise cancelling headphones. I've got noise cancelling <laughs> headphones. I figure that this is just, this should be like an hour of silence. And you know what? We could actually probably sell that as an NFT, just classified as art. <laughs> the so sound of photography in lockdown. Silence. It is weird because like I can kind of know that I'm talking, but I can't really hear myself that well. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> sorry for the rest of you who have to actually yeah, listen to this exactly everybody else yeah. in the house i'm surprised actually i was i was very impressed this week we actually got some people emailing us from our last episode How saying they actually listened that? and I, I was like wow they didn't just download it they they really went to the effort of of hearing us say things they actually, they actually got value from it but there was there was some feedback I think um, that I heard this week which, from people and thank you everyone for writing in um, good bad and ugly um, but someone did mention that they thought they would learn something by listening to us um. <laughs> right. you see that's ridiculous that's I that's, know I know there's the mistake right there I know it's, it's almost yeah well anyway I won't I won't go down that line um, how are you I am I am part of the great unwashed today. Oh, gross. I'm in my pyjamas still because I totally forgot we were doing this again. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Well, good to know that you read your emails on an hourly or, or, or should I say minute by minute basis. Oh, I do do minute by minute. I actually responded to emails oh. at four o'clock this morning because I, I, I just had that feeling. You know, sometimes you wake up and you're like, I think there's an email about a particular topic. I don't know why I thought no, this. No, um, I don't think that ever. I actually... Well, I, maybe I should be a medium or something because I, I woke up <laughs> thinking I'm expecting an email from someone because there's this unresolved um, issue. order that I've got. It's right. not an issue. It's just an unresolved order. So it's like it's something that hasn't shipped yet. And right. I'm like, I, I have a feeling that I'm going to get an email from this person because, you know, and for for right reason, just with lockdowns, I think there's been some issues with mailing. And um, and then sure enough, there I got up was. and there was an email sitting there in my inbox. I'm like, oh, Matt, that so is you crazy. Brought it, you brought it mm. to the universe. You, yeah. you mani- manifested it. Star wish thinking, buddy. Star wish thinking. I've never heard that saying before. Oh, really? Oh, it's a um, it's out of the office. It's um, star wish thinking. If oh. You think about it hard enough and wish it hard enough. Yes, it, just, it yeah, comes You manifest straight. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's called star wish. Yeah. Well, they called it star wish thinking. So um, I'm currently doing that with um, photography awards. Um, I'm currently <laughs> doing that with, um, you know, with Tats Lotto. Um, yeah, lots of star wish thinking. Uh, in my world. I have so many tangents to go off on at the moment. So I'll have to- <laughs> I've actually done some preparation. I've actually written a few things down today. So oh, wow. I didn't even know what the topic myself. was. So no, There's no topic. We're just going to just oh, ram. Because I've got um, two topics I'd like to introduce as well. So I'll do that oh, at some point when it's completely inappropriate. Yeah. Well, probably. I'll just cut, cut you off. <laughs> Again, at yeah. the 30-minute mark, 30-minute mark, Matt. We're only at the yeah. three-minute mark. So just just leave that one be for a minute. Cool this your is, engines. This is cool true. Cool your engines. So, I am part of the great unwashed because um, – I'm sitting here looking at my. I actually, I actually had an operation during the week, and look, I haven't put it out there on Facebook. I haven't made a martyr. I haven't, you know, broadcast it to the to the greater world yet. Because well, you have um, now. You have now, though. So <laughs> I have now. Rever- Couldn't yeah. resist. Well, I had to find sympathy. I had to find something useless to talk about on the podcast Please. to kick things Please. off. So, so you went and got some cosmetic surgery. I. I <laughs> 
You could probably call it that because oh, I, I went to the skin clinic a little while back and they said, yeah, look, let's have a look. And, uh, and they've been monitoring a, a tiny mole. I swear if it was wider than about two millimeters on my foot, well, that would have been generous. Oh, I've and, got one of those. Yeah. And, and we'll go and get it cut out because that's what happened to me. They said, no, nah, we're going to take that one off. We're not, we're not happy about it. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, I've got plenty more on my body that look much better than that. Yeah. And they said, no, nah, no, nah, this, one's, this one's coming off. And I just, I, you know, I watch all those shows. I can't watch any scalpels or any sorts of operations. Mm, so Not cool. Of course, they lie you down or didn't even lie me down. Sat me up on this table and... And I got to watch. Did the they use stirrups? <laughs> Did, was Tom just lying there in like maternity stirrups, that's, just that's like? Thank goodness. <laughs> well, well, some that's because <laughs> thank thank goodness goodness women down into just little, uh, your little. <laughs> you know, Are you sure was, I can't wear underpants while tickling on my foot? Um, no, I no other pants. Was, yeah. I thought that was a bit weird that they they said take everything off. That's um, it, no, that's it. but uh, I I'm glad that. The, the female, the, the ladies out there get to give birth because if it was left up to me or, or I'm a big wimp, I can't, I can't deal with injections and things like that. So, Oh, how are you going to go with a vaccine then, Thomas? Are, we, are you going to wait for that one that they announced yesterday that you just plug on your skin and it just like takes like yes, 10 minutes? Yes, that's it. Hold on a sec, Matt. Just, um, just go into Finder and just unmount it, you know, the eject it. Tom's obviously quite a professional. Um, <laughs> for those who are wondering, sorry, I've got. Currently, I've got he's currently unstacking the dishwasher whilst instructing someone how to use a. Um, oh, can you hear that? Thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. It's um, it, it's like a really crap wind chime. It's done, Luke. <laughs> um, so uh, no, we've just had computer dramas here this week. So I've oh. been um, I've been backing out computers and hard drives and stuff like that. Not but, your stuff. Um, not your not your stuff though. No, no, of course not. I'm I'm very diligent like that. Well, I you thought know. you would be. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, I have been. Some would I, say anal about it, but you know, am I? <laughs> um, probably. Um, anyway, back to your foot. Getting so back to the useless yeah. topic that I started on a couple of minutes ago. This is why I'm surprised been... people listen to us, to be honest, because it's six minutes <laughs> in and we're talking about your foot. I can't stand <laughs> injections. Well, it's a very attractive little foot that I've got here, size ten, about e e width. Um, Considering your height, that's pretty small. Yeah, bit flat-footed, but I've got to, I've got to wear orthotics to, you know, make sure I don't get any back or groin issues. That's right. I can but cut that later. Don't worry. Just like that <laughs> so I'm not allowed to wash for like you know three or four days. So oh, I've been go. having having my little you know sponge baths. Mary's been looking after me. Oh, that's gross. Um, but. <laughs> It's probably a good week then for you, I guess, isn't it? Because, you know, you, well, um, yeah, you're going to have to sit at home and not be washed see anyway. Anyone. That's it. Yeah. So tell me that you must be, you must have had a pretty exciting week in a way, despite your foot getting cut open by a stranger. Um, you've just come back from your big trip, obviously you're sifting through photos as well. Um, oh. Have you have you been just absolutely belting out the edits this week? No, because I did most of that while I was away. Oh, really? Oh, you just do – because you don't need to really edit your photos, do you? You just kind of go click on the <laughs> they, auto button and then it just fixes magic. it, doesn't it? The auto. Yeah. <laughs> You're exposing me. No, they come out of the camera looking amazing. Come on. Oh, sorry. That's right, because you're using that new mirrorless as well. So I, I am. Um, Thank you. Which is a, it's a topic that I wanted to talk about, though. 
Um, go on. It's been coming up quite a bit this week, actually. I've had three or four people email me independently um, asking about mm. upgrading their camera. And I think what ha- this is what happens in lockdown is I find that people who are sort of working or retired, you know, lockdown is boring, yes. but yes. it's not a financial stress necessarily. No. Um, and so people kind of go like, what can I do to make myself feel better? And so usually the answer is yes. I'll go and buy more equipment. Let's go. Yes. I'm yeah, let's very go guilty of myself. Um, yes, yes. Been eyeing off a new iPad for absolutely no reason. Um, oh. But... The what I'm curious about is um, a lot of these questions come up. A lot of people sort of who have really quite decent DSLR cameras talking about upgrading, and I know that this is topics we've sort of covered a little bit. But this is a slight mm-hmm. spin on it because you are going over old ground. This is probably very well, boring for most people. It's not Thanks, quite Matt. as boring as your Thanks, foot, Matt. but um, no, the mine was my foot was much more exciting. Go on. <laughs> well, the question I'm going to talk specifically about one right. So this um, this this lady has got a 6D camera mark one and was asking yep. is it worth me upgrading to the 6d mark two right. and i get this quite a bit like a lot of people have been saying you know i've got a d810 should i upgrade to the d850 i've got a you know like quite high-end cameras but talking mm. about upgrading to another dslr mm. and i know that you've switched to mirrorless recently i've switched back yep. to mirrorless recently and yep. i can't bring myself to tell people it's worthwhile upgrading to another dslr no, and I, I want to agree. hear your thoughts on that. Like, because I mean, it's it's a really tricky one. Because, like, how do you explain that? Because why would you not? There's still great cameras, mm. but and you've got the lenses for it. But what what sort of justification can we give to people to be like, oh, spend the extra bit of money and go mirrorless? Mm. Um, what justification? I do have one. I do well. Obviously, besides the obvious, which is the weight issue, but then people still say, well, you know, you the lenses, lenses are still, still heavy. They're still heavy. But you see, I've not, counteract- not as heavy though. I don't think. No, but I've counteracted that too because um, you know I was fortunate enough to win a, a Nikon Z7 and a lens last year as part of a comp that I entered, and the lens that came with that was an f4 lens. And normally I wouldn't use f4 lens, you know, for love or money because the ego would get in the way and wants me to have the 2.8 big glass, heavy stuff, the best quality. But the f4 lenses that I. I only speaking on what I've used with Nikon, have such superior to quality now. That oh, because they used to be the cheap cousin, didn't they? That, like they the, did. You can't afford Absolutely. the two eight. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll buy the F four. Um, yeah. Just such good quality, and they're so lightweight now that you you've kind of counteracted that argument of oh, I've still got to use the heavy lenses. Well, no, you don't. If you buy the specific, um, you know, mirrorless lenses for the mirrorless camera, you then don't have to carry that weight. Now, having said that, though, that's a whole upgrade and that's thousands of dollars worth. And people are saying, well, hold on, I've invested all this money on, you know, one or two camera bodies. I've got all these lenses and I love it all, but I just want to upgrade the camera. Um, Look, I think it's a real conundrum, isn't it? I think at the end of the day, if they're happy to upgrade the camera and still use those lenses, go for it. But I think if they're saying, you know what, I want to go mirrorless because it seems like the thing to do and that's the future and I hate carrying around all this gear because it's heavy, I think that's where you've got to dump and run. You've got yeah. to start again. Yeah. So I don't mind. I, I think as well, though, when you, if you even if you're not ready to dump and run, um, which I love that term, by the way, because <laughs> <laughs> no, it can be used in so many different scenarios. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just talking to the loop. Cameras, are we? I won't be a jiffy. I've just got to dump go, and run. Um, we go for a walk in the woods. <laughs> it's a camping term now. Yeah. Um, 
but but I think even if you're not going to go and jump into like rebuying all your equipment, the thing is that every investment you make you make going forward, you know that inevitably in the next like probably three or four years, you're probably yep. going to be moving moving to mirrorless or at least lenses will be. Like Nikon's already discontinued a bunch of DSLR lenses. Have they really? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, they've disconnected. The one that really um, probably, when I say affected me, um, didn't affect me, but the one I can, I'm familiar with. The, um, the <laughs> Low weight that night for, for, for hours and then just like but the, wondering uh, what the, the hell 16, you're going to do. <laughs> the 16 to 35 yes. um, F4 has been discontinued officially um, yeah. and now they're only making the mirrorless version of it. And I kind of go like right. this is, they've, 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 everyone's showing their cards here. Like they know yeah. we know where they're going. And yep. you think if you go and buy another DSLR camera now, um and then let's say in it's six months technology. you decide, I'm going to buy a new lens. It's like, cool, yes. now you have to buy an old lens. And then eventually in two years, three years, you have to upgrade to mirrorless. And then your old lenses all have to be adapted. I sort of figure, you know, the the, the path is now set. Everyone knows yeah. where this is heading. Yeah. Go jump on board with the mirrorless stuff with your camera. Use an adapter in the meantime if you have to. Um, mm. It doesn't generally decrease quality or speed or anything too much, but... Um, use that adapter and then for every new purchase you do go mirrorless lens and then eventually you'll end up replacing your kit but um but the question i guess the, the answer to that question of you know should i go to that dslr route with the higher end one or should i just kind of just go head first in there are so many benefits to that mirrorless stuff which we've already talked about but in terms of that decision it just mm. feels like you're throwing money at something you know is going out of fashion it's almost like yeah it, it's it's it, you know that that's uh, it's like buying you know the the uh, the the bottle of milk that's going off in two days rather than investing a little bit more you know you might say fifty cents buying a buying a five liter <laughs> milk that goes off in two days or mm-hmm. spend the extra fifty cents and you're going to get an extra yeah. three weeks out of it like it just feels, yeah. um, feels counter, counterintuitive. I think at the end of the day, look, these companies aren't stupid. They've known for years where we're going with this sort of stuff, you know, that they years ago, the obviously shift was from film to digital. And then from with digital, they were looking at megapixels and they're trying to obviously cram as many megapixels into the cameras as possible. The megapixels thing is well and truly gone. They yeah. know that people don't need, there's only a very small percentage of the market that need a heap of megapixels, right? So, and they're, and they're making they're going, a camera for those niche people too, like exactly. They're doing that anyway, but then they're saying, "Well, hold on, what's the majority need? The majority needs a small, light, compact camera because otherwise, they're just going to look at their iPhones and go, well, 'Well, I'm getting great quality out of this. Why would I bother taking this with me?' Speaking they from experience, they're told. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well like, case in point, and this t- to be serious for a second, is that. I broke my camera away, my Pentax away while I was in Arnhem Land back in March, so only a couple of months ago. I used my new iPhone for most of it because I just loved how small, compact and everything else, the wide-angle lens, all the rest of it, you've heard me bang on about it. Then I go away most recently to the Kimberley and I have the Nikon with a beautiful wide-angle lens, small, light, compact. What do I go back to? I go back to using that. I didn't Mm. use the phone nearly as much as what I did from the previous trip, even though obviously I needed to because I had a broken camera. But then I had this this small Nikon camera with a beautiful wide-angle lens. It was like getting back into photography again because I had a wide-angle lens. Um, I was loving that, having that again and, and having the small compact camera that I was happy to take anywhere. So this is what the camera companies are looking at and they're trying to predict and they're, they're pushing us towards. So to get back to your point, Look, at the end of the day, that's where we'll be in five years' time. So you either say to yourselves, I'm happy to jump in now or 
I'm happy to wait and I'll just, I know I'll get there eventually, but I'm not ready to do that now. And that's, mm. that's a personal choice. That's fine. But if somebody, if somebody comes to me and says, I'm looking at buying a new camera or I've got a partner who's just got into photography, what should I buy them? I can't recommend a brand because all the brands out there are very good these days. Let's face it. You don't survive in this, in this industry without producing a good camera. It's like a coffee shop in Melbourne. You can't survive without, you know, serving good coffee. But Well, I don't know. Earth, there are parts of Melbourne I'd, I'd argue that they... <laughs> well, you yeah. live in the right side of town, I'll tell you that. <laughs> this is true. So you, for well, at are, the moment. Well, exactly. You're gonna be, you, <laughs> you're gonna it's all going to change. It's all going to change in a couple of weeks. Um, but uh, if... You know, I always just say go mirrorless because that's the future. Don't, yeah. don't buy old tech. Don't buy old technology. I mirror <laughs> cameras with mirrors in them. We're going to look at those in years to come and go. Oh, I remember these things. But also, like the mirrorless stuff does make your life a lot easier. And I think if you're learning photography, especially, there's so many benefits to it. I mean, one of the why do you think it makes it easy? Yeah. Why well, I think it, make it makes easier? it easy. Well, because you get you get you get the what you see is what you get effect. So you can see your 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 results of your shot before you shoot. To, to be honest, you can actually these days even shoot. Let's say you're doing slow exposures. If you slow yep. your, your shutter speed down, you'll actually see the motion blur effect in the viewfinder. Wow. Like yeah. it's it's crazy what you can do. And I think also the other one that's massive for people, especially new people who are newer to not newer to photography, but like I guess maybe not as experienced. They're not um, the dinosaurs auto, like you and I. Yeah. yeah. Well, the autofocus capability, I think that it actually takes away an entire um, like section of your thought process. Like for instance, now with my, I know with my camera, and I've played with the Z7s, and and I've played with the R6 and or R5 or whatever it is from Canon. You don't have to think about focus really. Like it, right. the camera is just sort of smart enough to get it right. Like if you're doing wildlife, for instance, it just locks onto eyes. If you're doing portraits, it locks mm. on faces and eyes. You're doing landscape, it's actually smart enough to know that it's looking at landscapes and it can autofocus correctly. And you just mm. sort of you go. Like autofocus is something people really struggle with. And I think with DSLRs, especially especially older DSLRs or, or the 6Ds and stuff where you only have like 11 focus points. Now mm. you go to mirrorless stuff and it's like, you know, 1100 focus points or something stupid. You just don't have to think about it too much. And the camera is smart, whereas DSLRs didn't have that same kind of, um, yeah, it doesn't have the same uh, intuition about it. And so you find that even when you do something that's automated, like it'll say it can do focus tracking, it has to jump between these dots. It doesn't actually, it can't move seamlessly across the frame. So it's hard to rely on it. And um, I, 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 I noticed that's a big difference. Find every excuse to change over at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. I think um, you've just pr- proved the point that the AI technology they're bringing into these cameras and, and iPhones and everything else is just so remarkable. Why wouldn't you want to embrace that? Why wouldn't yeah. you want to go, yep, that's awesome. I want to play 100%. with that. And, yeah. and the other point too, Matt, is that you've seen me trying to flog stuff on, on Facebook recently. If you don't get oh, rid of yeah. it now, it's going to be worth next nothing Yeah, in, in, totally. in 12 months' time. <laughs> the technology is moving so fast these days. It's like it's like buying an iPhone and then going, I'm going to upgrade to the next one and trying to sell your, your, you know, your 12-month-old iPhone near the price you sold it, you bought it for. It's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, not going to happen. happen, is it? It's going to no. be worth half the price. So like... Get rid of stuff now while it's still got a bit of value, rather yeah. than hanging on to it because you, you know sentimental reasons or whatever else, or just because you're resistant to this new technology. I want to say one other thing on this: if you need to buy I a battery, didn't... speak to Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Sorry. I can't give away those batteries because they're for old 5D Mark 1s and Mark 2s. Oh, God. You know, 15-year-old technology. I might as well throw <laughs> them in the bin. Batteries um, last about no, three seconds as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're probably they're probably one out of five in terms of like their quality. Like you put it in the last <laughs> five seconds, as you said. I didn't realize this, but there's, and, and you've got to believe me on this. When I was doing the research for swapping from my medium format to something else, lighter, a mate of mine, Jeff Murray down in Tassie, who shoots brilliant pictures, look him up, travels. Uh, he's, he's in his 70s now, and he, uh, I believe he's in his 70s. Shit, geez, I hope I haven't put him, thrown him under the bus there. I think maybe he's in his 60s, let's just say that. Um, he gets around a fair bit, hikes around a lot, carries, you know, minimal amount of gear in order to get climb mountains. And he was looking for a small compact system that he could use, but the flexibility of a digital SLR, right? And he said to me when I was inquiring with him about his stuff, because he'd posed the same questions, what's the latest technology that I should be using that's small, compact, that's going to give me a great result? And he said there was something about those Nikon files that he just said produces a better quality than even the D850 that he had. And I'm like, well, how so? And he goes, I, I don't know, but the quality of the files coming out of that camera is next level compared to what he was used to. And mm. I found the same thing. I, I Look, I haven't printed any of the stuff that I've shot. Uh, I will very shortly. Nice big prints to put in the gallery, for example, one or two crackers. And I can already see on the screen they're just as good, if not better, than any D800 files, any Pentax 645Z. I know we're talking about technology that's seven or eight years old. But there's something about the quality of the files that come out of these the mirrorless cameras that I've used that is something that I've never seen before. Have you found that too? Uh, well, I, to be honest, I didn't really look too deeply at the files on my computer from this uh, from my Z7 experience. I, I doing with yourself. Well, because no, I but other mirrorless cameras you've used. Um, I, it depends because the mirror, my mirrorless camera experience has I um I've, I've played with the the R5. Um, which was JP's R5 yeah. up in Bright. I didn't actually download the photos because I was just mucking around with in the in the um, in the brewery and like right. checking out the autofocus tracking and stuff like that. Um, I have also had a lot of experience with Olympus cameras, um, obviously, and um, of course you have. They now pay Sony, you the big bucks. Oh, totally. Um, Sony <laughs> pay you the big bucks. Sony pay no. Um, you know what? No, no one pays me any bucks, uh, sadly. So find <laughs> that if you stopped using your camera on ISO twenty five thousand, you'd probably get a little bit of a sharper result. Well, can I tell you actually something happened this week to do with twenty five thousand ISO? <laughs> you can so, take it off. You can take it off auto ISO and. <laughs> well, I had a um, I had a one-on-one Zoom class this week with someone who shoots sports. Um, right. Well, she shoot when I say she shoots sports, her son is quite a good soccer player, and he's in like the Melbourne team or something like that. It's yeah, like right. it's it's a high-end team, yep. um, and she shoots a lot of the photos for the the the, the club, the I team. guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she has an A nine. Um, Mark One, so it's quite an old A9, but A9 in Sony land is, is sort of the second tier um, from the A1. Um, right. Really great cameras, but the it's the older model of it. And she's been just shooting on like not auto, but a mixture of sort of auto and aperture priority with no not really the knowledge to get the best shots out of it. And we were looking at her photos, and because they do a lot of night night games now. Um, it's very dark. Like it just, you know, yeah. even when you've got like a well-lit semi-professional stadium, it's actually still a very low light environment. Um, 
and her ISO was jacked up. It, the auto ISO had put it on 25,000. And yeah. I'm looking at these photos going, look, that's obviously bad. But I'm looking at going, but it's actually not that bad. <laughs> like it was it was passable. Like if you if you crop right in on it and zoom in and stuff, like sure, it falls apart pretty quickly. But mm. comparatively to what I've seen in the past of cameras, um, that was incredible. In terms of your general image quality on like my A1 as an example, I think it's really nice. I don't know that it's any better than my D850. Um, right. I don't I don't really I've not looked hard enough to try and compare them because I also don't want to compare them because it's sort of that that ship sailed That's now. It. That's it. So yeah. um but I certainly have no complaints about it. But all the other features I get out of it would far outweigh the image quality aspect of the camera anyway. Right. So right. it's, um, yeah, it makes, I don't know, it just makes a lot of sense to me. And I, and I feel as though um, that question's being asked more and more, especially at the moment as people are maybe looking, it's end of financial year, there's tons of sales on, people thinking of upgrading. Mm. Um, I just think it's a really important thing. You know, take it from us to people who very wildly different styles and types of photography and different experience levels even, but both sort of doing it in a, professional capacity can tell you that both of us are saying don't upgrade to another dslr unless there's some yeah. you know nostalgic reason you want to use dslr but if you're looking in terms of will i get a better result straight to the mirrorless like just don't even question it get an adapter use your current lenses if that means it's in your budget and then start to build your lens kit in the mirrorless land because that's where it's going and you're just going to waste money if you start buying more dslr stuff it's it's going to be worthless in a few years you know, financially, it'll still do a great job of taking photos, but it'll be worthless financially. You won't be able to resell it when you do upgrade. No, no. Good point. Good summary. Well done, Matthew. So what you was had, the other you had, topic? Well, you had other topics. You said you had a whole <laughs> bunch that you even took notes. I won't, I won't hijack this with all my topics, but you go. No, I'm yeah. happy for you to do that because it's, it's sensible that it segues. But you did talk about awards. What were you talking about awards before? Oh, no, um, just Star, Star Wish thinking some awards into my Oh, court, that's but, right. Yeah. You were, you were. But I have to actually um, enter into a competition to win them. So that's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's just, just all these challenges ahead of me. Handing stuff out. Just, you know, yeah. doing a Google search and going, oh, that guy looks all right. Yeah, he's got some good photos. We'll give him something. Um, yeah, I'm, basically. He's entrant, as you know. And uh, and I've not the, – the, the, it's been a bit thin, as you can imagine, with the lack of shooting I've been doing. Some of these competitions mm. rely on the photos being taken in, say, in the past 12 months which is a bit dangerous, a bit dangerous <laughs> for all these competitions of late. I don't think they're going to get many entrants if they're just uh, stipulating that all the time. But uh, I did the Epson Pano Awards is one that I enter almost every year. I've judged it, I think, three or four times now, and it's, and it's really one of the best Pano competitions, if not the best in the world. And I'm not just saying that. They get great publicity and they get a heap of entrants, etc. But I did sit down the other day. I'm one of these people that if... If I'm in the right frame of mind, it's great for me to be able to just get that collection of pictures together and enter them. Uh, but if I don't <laughs> do it early enough, it comes to like, the, you know, not the day before. I'm talking the day after the entries were due and I go, oh, shit, I missed that boat. You know, that, that shit. <laughs> so I'm always I, best that somebody did prompt me and say, oh, are you entering the Pano Awards this year? And I went, oh, yeah, yep, okay, I better get on to that. What were we going to say? Right. Well, I was, I've got, so I've got to think, right? So I actually, I have, I'm not, not against entering competitions. I don't like competitions particularly, probably because yeah. I don't always think that, especially in the genres that I tend to shoot, I don't necessarily think that I like the way the rules are set up. But right. um, that said, what really frustrates me is that I see there's a few photographers around town and I'm not going to name any names, but Ooh, I see them like publishing. Oh, no, no, no. Go on. No, no, man. it's not a, it's not a bad thing. No, 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 it's not a bad thing. But it's just, <laughs> it's what I'm, the, the, the entering the competitions and announcing the competitions and winning the competitions, no issue with. But what I find really odd is 
they, a lot of them are quite obscure, right? So like Epson Pano Awards, yes. I'm pretty sure anyone who's got, you know, any sort of photography thing on their Facebook, they get advertised to Epson Pano Awards. It appears bloody everywhere. So does yep. the Australian Photographer of the Year or whatever it is. Um, there's like two or three major competitions that they do such a heavy marketing campaign. You could, if you miss them, that'd be like not realizing you got hit by a bus when you're crossing the road. <laughs> like, but true. Um, those competitions also, I think, tremendously hard to win because they're so well published. Oh, absolutely. Um, what I want to know is um, I see these photographers and they tend to publish like every two weeks. They're like, oh, I got a silver medal or a gold yes. medal in this particular one. And I look yes. and I'm like, where the hell did you find that? Like it's like yeah. the Turkmenistan International, you know, <laughs> landscape photography aerial oh, Sony Awards. On. And I'm like, hold where on, on I earth? don't know of that one. Can you send me a link to that, please? <laughs> I haven't well, I that know, one Tom, yet. <laughs> is, there, is there a website that actually lists um, there is. upcoming there competitions? Because like, geez, that'd be helpful. There is, yeah, no, there is, there is. I'm just googling it now. While I'm just, there is a a comp and I'll, a, a website, and I'll have to find. Maybe it put for it you. into the group. Maybe you can put it into the Facebook group. Yeah, the Facebook group. Thank you for all those who have joined more recently. I know um, that you've but, got to approve them as well, Tom. I got some very stern emails the other day from someone saying, "Why have you not oh, approved yeah. my entry?" Um, oh, and I, I was got like, that and too. I tried. I tried to approve it. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't have that. I don't have that power. I'm not. I'm, not I, I'm, I'm actually wondering whether we need to approve and have a gatekeeper there anyway, Matt. But that's probably a yeah. concept we can have offline rather than online. Let's do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So this website though, because I think that a lot of people who listen to this podcast and me included, I'd love to be able to kind of browse that and then and go, oh, that's my genre. I wouldn't have yeah. known that competition existed rather than having to constantly seek it out. You know, like it's. No, this it's is a, a good one. I found one called photocontestguru.com. Oh. And it's got like uh, the menu items across the top say all contests, contest closing soon, photo contest finder, photo grants, things like that. So that looks like a pretty good one. I will ask um, my mate Dave Evans, who runs the panel awards, and see whether he recommends mm. a couple because he'd be right across it because he obviously needs to know which ones work well for him to advertise the competitions he. Yeah. Made. Because it'd be good to know, like, just a, almost like the seasonal. Like, I think most people would be happy to do like four competitions a year, one for each season, kind of thing, you know. Mm. And um, but but yeah, it's very hard to sort of you sort of discover them as you say, like the last minute. You're like, oh crap! It's you know the yeah. reason the ad popped up is because entries closed tomorrow, you know. So yeah, you do yeah. have to be wary of some out there. In fact, there's a couple that I enter each year. That one was called the Color Awards, another one's called the Fine Art Awards, and they sound good, but they're just actually run by um allegedly a, a a dodgy you know person in um you know the back streets of so and so and it's merely just a money making exercise for them so yeah you know it's, it's all sounds good and on face value it looks great but then when you look into the about section there's there's nothing that tells you who's running the contest um they're not giving away any sort of prize money or prizes as such and they're right. big red flags. They're big it's red flags. It's kind of like the, it, it's like the, the 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 you get exposure. Well, you get that. You know, you get to be able to put on Facebook that you won. You know, a, an honourable mention in the Colour Awards for twenty twenty one. It sounds good, but it really is not a lot of meat on the bones. There's not a lot of value in that because mm. of the fact that it doesn't have a, any sort of prestigiousness. Um, it, it's not no credibility. There's no cred. Sorry, that's the word yeah. I'm looking for. There's no credibility, unfortunately. And and so they really do become that opportunity for somebody just to put up a fancy name, 
you know, announce these awards and go congratulations everybody as opposed to, hold on, who's this run by? Yeah. Um, who's it backed by? You know, like are there sponsors on board or have they got, you know, major cash prizes? Are they, are they <laughs> taking well, you know, don't we want that too at the end of the day? Kind of, don't we want yeah. a bit of money? <laughs> Absolutely. It's <laughs> kind of like nice. the, when you see the cafes that are like, you know, voted best burger in brackets by Ben's mum. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I, 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 used to, I used to walk around with a T-shirt and the only reason I don't is because it's faded so I need to get a new one printed that says world famous landscape photographer and in brackets according to me anyway. So, <laughs> well, that's... Know, yeah, I mean, you you probably pretty much say that to people when you meet them, so you don't really I, need the T-shirt. All the time. It's, all yeah, the time. it's just the yeah. introductory I, I line. <laughs> Speaking of which, there will be, this is a world first, a world first, and I know everyone will be super excited by this. Following the lines of my good friend, um, Cam Blake, there will be a range of merchandise, merch that wow. is coming out shortly of mine. That, that I think people will go bananas for, Matt. I, I'll, I, I won't make you pay for anything. I'll send you a complimentary T-shirt. but um, That'd yeah, be great. We're workshopping. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Make Thanks, sure it's Tom. my size and colour. <laughs> yeah, no, get, give me an extra large because it'll probably get used as pyjamas. Yeah. <laughs> or, or just a rag to, you know, polish the yeah, brass knobs in your new house. <laughs> <laughs> something like that <coughs> anyway oh, back to awards yeah. things like they're not for everybody yeah. we've talked we've gone over this before but totally yeah at, at the end of the day they can work look it's great to win an award or, or get recognition we're all we're all as human beings after some form of recognition let's face it validation validation what were the other yeah. topics that you had because we're 32 so, minutes in matt we yeah no really, so i actually i have another topic. great value already yeah, I want to. I've got a topic that's really. Um, this is another one that's come up this week quite a bit. Um, oh, yeah. I did a. Uh, I do my Sunday night sessions in, in lockdown times, especially oh, Matt's um, mob. The Matt's mob. Sunday and how, sessions. how how's the vibe out there? How are people coping with this lockdown? This current lockdown? Are they okay? Uh, oh, look, in our group, I think most people are reasonably okay. There's obviously some Good. people are much more affected than others. Um, yes. I definitely feel for people who are in jobs that um, haven't you know, who basically just get shut down and can't do anything um, with no support. And I'd say that, yes, anyway, no one make this political, but yesterday's announcements I don't think really was much solace to most people. Um, no. The, uh, But, yeah, look, I think on the whole, you know, a lot of my, a lot of people in my, in our group are, um, you know, either retired, excuse me, retired or they're, you know, professionals in a field where they can still work. Mm. Um, I don't have too many people, um, you know, I think just by the nature of if you're going on photography workshops, um, you know, they're generally not skewed at that really much younger audience who, who generally make up, I think, the, the casual kind of workforce. But um, look, the vibe's okay, I guess. Um, you know, people are taking it as an opportunity to sort of, you know, I guess get involved in their cameras and re- reassessing some of their photography and things. But the the question that has sort of come up um, in those sessions, we've been talking a little bit about composition and stuff as well. Yeah. And last week we had this as like our second topic that we never got to. Um, you do landscape, obviously, not exclusively, but I guess these days I'm going to say exclusively. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in the Pigeon past you've had... Then. Off you go. No, well, yeah, well, you know, it does, does sort of say <laughs> that on the website. But anyway. Um... <laughs> oh, you've been looking at the website. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're the I've one been, visitor um... I had this week. <laughs> no, I, I have to give my Korean friends something to hack. So, oh, <laughs> got my got my sneaky my sneaky international um S, uh, hacking. Team. No. Which, I've been onto your website for a little while. Oh my god, it's changing, Tom. It's changing. It's changing. Really, 
yeah, it's completely flipping. So don't don't watch your season, not what you're going to get in the next five days. Um, really? Are you WordPressing yes. it? I've always been a WordPress person, yes. All right. But, yeah, um, right. but you no, do it all yourself, I've, don't you? Because you're I a do. guru with that stuff. Something like that. Do you build websites for other people or not? I do. I do. Do you? I do, but mostly only when I incorporate it into photography. So what I'd usually do is I would teach a business, and this is a big part of why I'm changing my website because my website doesn't reflect this service, which I do a lot of, but I don't advertise it. There's lots Um, of extra services you offer, I've heard. It is very true. Um, You have a lot of young or, or, or should I say, a lot of the females who come on your workshops. Is this why you, I've always wondered why you've got that bias. Uh, are, you well, them? are you are you saying that it's only open to female photographers? I cancel or? all male bookings. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> oh, there's no, a photo that's come up. I've just clicked on. I've just clicked on workshops and courses. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven people standing behind you, clearly at a workshop. Six of them are female. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's true. Um, <laughs> if not, anybody would like to just, just, just no, see I get what a mix. I'm talking I get about. A mix. I get a mix, but he's weighted towards me. Matt's, Matt's <laughs> Facebook page. And look, look at my Instagram. Look at my Instagram. Look at my workshop. Oh. I'm going to put a link to this in our in our page, and, and they're all female. Oh no, there's look, there's four no, there's, people there. There's 75 percent of them are females. Yep. They're all girls. The one that you did with um, you know what I reckon that the is other the, day. In you know this, what I reckon this city? is. This is unbelievable. all unbelievable. I think this is because it's a lot of photography. I think that um, younger blokes tend to kind of. I think I don't know. For some reason, I feel like oh, they they yeah. do a lot more research. You, gotta, you know, you're of yours. No, no. It's like what, like ego you're comes getting around. No, no. Uh, this is, this, ego is, comes this is what it is. This it is. Then, oh, no, I agree. I agree. And then especially, and then you look at the older um, male crowd, and I think that in the I'm going to say, and this is going to be something I'm probably wildly out of line saying, but, you go. but in the past, if I look at like my granddad who passed away recently, but he was oh. super into photography or videography really and recording stuff. Like he loved photos. He loved recording mm. on his Super 8 camera and, you know, in the past. And that was kind of a, a very male role to play, you know, I'm going to say 30 years ago. I don't know. I'm not, not taking an arbitrary number here, but like it was kind of the guy had that sort of sense of hobby, I think just because of the, the gender roles in a household. And so mm. I think when you look at it these days, I think that what you find is, um, and maybe again, I might be completely wrong here, but I think that pe- um, females in that demographic are probably newer to photography than what their male counterparts are because it, it, it only became a, you know, a, a, I'll call it a gender neutral hobby <laughs> or whatever um, mm. more recently. So guys have already had a lot more experience maybe. And I don't think that necessarily translates to better photos, by the way, but it, t- it translates yeah. to more ego around how good they are at yeah. taking photos. I, I, I um, think if it few different yeah yeah and then i think so i think older um you tend to find there's a lot of you know a lot of guys who really want to improve and they're just like lovely people they're very very happy on workshops and stuff but i think there's also mm-hmm. a bit of ego that goes around some there is there is there's, that there's a few things there there's a few things that you've touched on is that um as and mary pointed this out to me more than anything she's like the, the guys reckon they know it all and they can't teach them anything which which is not always true but i definitely don't be. think it's always true but yeah it's not always true but it can no, but, be. It, but it absolutely can be yeah but 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 it's a warning for us in the future like i constantly say to myself i i said this to somebody yesterday i don't want to be one of those people in years to come who who says i don't understand that technology it's it's beyond me yeah i want to still right. want to keep up with that so like i will be relying on the younger generation coming through 
whether it be my kids or whether it be their friends or whatever, to teach me about that stuff, whether it's photography related or otherwise. Totally. I'm going to be saying, I don't get this Snapchat. I still don't. I still don't understand no, right. Snapchat, right? So that's one recent, you know, example. And Snapchat's not all that young either, really. Um, By but, the time we yeah. learn, it'll probably be out of fashion. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be gone. The yeah, other thing it. is too, of course, like, you know, you think technology in the past has been pretty much a, a male-dominated genre or role or, or um, yeah. field, I should say. And I don't think I'm being sexist in any way. No, especially from a hobby but, perspective. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah like, of course, yeah. of course. And, you know, men men have been attracted to photography for that reason because it's it's a bit of tech. It's um, the gadget thing. It's the collectible type thing as well. And all of that points towards traditionally a more male-dominated sort of uh, genre as opposed yeah. to female. So I think the, the, the females that are coming into photography, and we absolutely need so many more, especially in the landscape field, are now saying, I want to get into photography and it shouldn't just be for, you know, men, so to speak. And they're saying, but I don't know a thing about it, so I need help. Totally. And so they're coming on workshops like mine. They're coming on workshops like yours. And this is pot calling a kettle black because if you were to look at a lot of my workshops as well, it is more biased towards other females rather than the males. And, and we're happy to help out. Absolutely. But I think that the... the um What's also interesting with what you've just said as well is like that. I, and I know we're totally top. We're changing topic again here, but like, <laughs> no, but like that self, that professional development aspect is something that's so important in photography, and I see it every day because you know, mm. as you know, like I'm not a genre. I, I don't consider myself to be really genre specific in my photography. Like I know what I love right. doing. I know where my passion is, but I certainly don't. I say I don't live and breathe it exclusively. You know, like I know what I love doing. I know where I'm happiest, but. In work, you know, I just diversify quite a lot. But I do think that it's really important that, um, especially if you become more narrow in your approach to photography, you know, like you were talking about the, the snowflake dude a while back, you know, how, mm. oh no, was that, yeah, I know, that might have been Nick Fletcher. There you go, got to mention. Um, oh, God. <laughs> but, we almost got there, didn't we? But, yeah, 41 but he, minutes in. So there's this dude, right, and he does exclusively snowflake photography. Yes. He's like macro yeah. snowflake. And apparently he's absolutely insane. I've seen his website. It looks amazing. I mm. can't imagine how you know, that'd be pretty boring to me after a while. But if you get so ingrained in that, it's almost like when you see photography workshops and, and the, the, the instructor, um, they only know how to get around their Canon camera. So you kind of rock right. up and they're like, oh, well, I don't know how to do that on a Fuji. So mm. I don't know, just work it out yourself sort of thing. It's like, yeah. I think in, as a photographer, you know, and you've made the change now back over to Nikon um, and I've made the change to Sony. It's like, you've got to be yeah. so open-minded to learn that new technology. And there's so much stuff like I'm at the moment, my goal this week is to is to teach myself a lot more about this connectivity between iPads and cameras. Right. Because I think as a teaching aid, as an example, being able to have my camera set up but have the iPad, you know, like a group of people yes. viewing my screen on an iPad live, I it's agree. like how cool is that? Much better. Much and I've got students who have turned up. Oh, and they've turned up to my workshops before and they're like, yeah, I've got this Sony and they just click, click two buttons and the whole thing's working. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I can do that. And I'm sitting there with a manual like this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, very, very important to keep up with the technology. And it ties back into our mirrorless versus DSLR stuff. If, you, if you've been following it, you, you'd know how important this topic is. But yep. the topic that I was going to talk about is we've only got three minutes to do it, so I reckon we might need to <laughs> bump it another week. Right. And what was that? Can we tease people for next week? We can. I want to talk about um, the top – I'm going to call it, say, top five just to give us a goal to work towards. But I want to hear about your pet peeves – or most common mistakes that you see 
and I see um, in workshops or other um, oh, with so people's composition. this is going to be like a bit of a lesson for people. In yeah, so this one's actually going to be a bit a of a lesson. Learned, in a bit of lesson. Ooh. Ooh, this is to, definitely one to tune into. Because I think that you the, might the, actually the, get more value out of this one. You know, I watched I watched a bloke, and I'm gonna I'm gonna name names here because Ooh. it sort of upset me go. a bit. So the, the mob's called Expert Photography. They're based in the UK, I think. Oh, I do know that um, guy. Yeah, I do and know that guy. It's yeah. it's like he it's like the free set of steak knives workshop um thing. Like oh, everything's yeah. like countdown timers until the price changes do and stuff. Not, and you're like, oh, <laughs> very pressure. Do not sign up for their emails. You will no, get barraged with emails at least one a day. Yeah. But anyway, I went onto his website because like I quite like the sort of the way that he structures workshops online. I think that there's yeah. a lot to be learned from that. But I watched one of the demo ones just to sort of educate myself around best practice on, you know, how do you deliver good quality, useful content to people via digital, like online? Because it's very different mm-hmm. in photography. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this bloke and I just, I just couldn't help but feel like he was just a total wanker. <laughs> No, like, no, hear me out, hear me out. You. I can't believe you said that. No, and I don't Go say on. this is a, no, he's I don't a say very like, nice I, person. I, Come on. I'm you sure he's a lovely person and stuff. You're no, judging no, but, him on face value. This is very shallow, very Okay, judgy. then. Well, it wasn't judging him on face. Well, okay, I did call him a wanker. <laughs> I, didn't mean, I didn't mean it like he's a wanker. What it. I meant, though, was that it's the claim you to did. fame was that it's, you know, super simple, photography simplified. You know, everything is going to be really right. easy to learn. It'll stick. It'll that right. And he gets up to this comp- composition, right, and he's in this situation and does move around, shows you what's going on through the camera. There's a lot of useful information in there. I actually thought there was a lot to learn in that little short snippet I watched. But yeah. he gets this composition and starts going like, oh, and you can see this one follows the rule of thirds. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that. And it kind of does a couple of little squiggle circles on where the rule of thirds works. I'm like, yeah, okay, that makes total sense that, you know, how you've related that. Because it also sort of follows the golden triangle and the golden um, golden triangle and the golden circle and the such and such. And, the, and it starts listing all these techniques okay. without yeah. really demonstrating how they actually fitted into that scene. How they followed in. Oh, right, but okay. also... I find more often these days than ever I'm getting people, and maybe it's because of lockdown, people are doing more of these kind of YouTube-y trainee stuff. People mm. are going like, oh, but how do I implement the, the golden circle into this shot? I'm like, well, you don't for a start. Like it, it's either there or it's not. And if it's not there, well, then there's no point in implementing it. If it's there, it's implemented. So exactly. I, I'm sort of a bit jack of hearing about all these rules that are not that practical. They're very practical retrospectively. But mm. you can't go into a scene trying to make that work all the time. So I want to hear the good and the bad. What actual practical, very simple things do you see that people could fix so easily, um, you know, in their photography? Um, you know, oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like we've done this before, but it's Have not we? bad ground to go oh. over again. You know, like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's so good. Don't worry just, about it. No, just no. Burnt your sp- no, 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 no. Because we've got so many more people listening to the podcast these days, Matt, that there'll be people that, that will get great value out of hearing our thoughts and, and we'll probably come up with a, a half a dozen new things that we didn't talk about before. Well, yeah, because I, I mean, I think we've all been looking at more photography than ever during lockdowns and stuff like that. So um, I, I tend to agree. I think it's going to be exciting because I've, I've got a few very quick wins I think that we can we can go your, across. Your, I'd like to hear your thoughts too because obviously well, you're, you're the, well, well, you're giving me the opportunity just like you did with Marie Kondo or whatever her name was to do some research in the next seven days. Is that what and I saying? know you love taking opportunities and running with them, Tom. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. 
That's my that's my top job Google's today. top five composition <laughs> technique <laughs> errors. <laughs> oh look, TomPup.com. That's a good little resource. I'll jump Love on it. there. This Love guy it. knows what he's talking about. <laughs> if you're a snow bunny, I'm just looking at the snow watch for the next two weeks. Well, what's the Perish point of that, out. Tom? No one's allowed to go anywhere or do anything. Well, some you sit of here and watch the watch the webcam from some the snow are, fields. It's going to get ugly over the next twelve to fourteen days. We could get anything up to about half a meter of snow. So that's well, pretty exciting. N- next Wednesday, I think Melbourne's getting smashed with um, forty uh, miller rain. Twenty to forty miller rain. Yeah, it's crazy. Just before my birthday. Mm, just putting it out there for anyone who wants to send me some <laughs> presents. Hey, I do want to say just to finish up. I went onto that Photo Guru website and I the new photography competitions and I'm like, oh right, Natural Landscape Photography Awards, and I'm like, never heard of them. Jumped on, nice enough looking site, judges, and Joe Cornish, William Neal, Sarah Marino, I'm Alex Norregan. I instantly know that this is a, a competition worth entering just from the judges they've got on board. There you and, go. And so long as those people are actually judging, but. Um, you know, at the end of the day, that's another way in which to see whether or not the competitions are legit. Yeah, is who are the judges, and have you heard of them? Are they are they you know top people in their field, so to speak? And and I can instantly recognise four out of the eight judges there as being top quality landscape photographers. So I'm like, all right, this is pretty legit. And then I'll go to the about page and I'll find out who's running it, and uh, and then you know go from there. Oh yeah. The, the organisers is again another guy who is a landscape photographer who, who I know of his work, Tim Parkin from Scotland. So, you know, you these are the sorts of things that you perhaps want to look out for. When maybe po- maybe you could post, post those into um post those in, post that that comment to our group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that for sure. And for those who right, join the group, just Google it on on Facebook. Um, it's what is it, Matt and Tom's excellent podcast, and it is well see done to you. The group, and you can apply to be let in, and Tom <laughs> will assess your application and um, assess it. There's a series we'll of there. deep and meaningful questions. You want to set aside at least an hour <laughs> before you um before you go and 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 do that. And speaking of which, Matthew, and I know you flagged this with me a little while ago. We need to change the graphics on the podcast, yeah, remember? Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Let's make that a goal for the next two weeks. In the next two weeks, we're going to change <laughs> those graphics. I'm doing it today. Today. Okay. Nothing okay. like today. All Let's right. make it look good, mate. <laughs> so special. I will definitely judge you it. for it. I, I might put it on Fiverr, see if I can pay somebody $5 to do it for us. It sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, great to chat with you. And uh, we'll catch you again next week on yet another fantastic episode of Matt and Tom's excellent podcast. Catch you later, guys. See ya. Bye.